The following podcast is part of the Joy Road Media family. Enjoy. Minnesota may be the land of 10,000 lakes, but we have 11,000. And guess what? Five of them are great. It's Great Lakes Celebrates with your host, Elena Gonzalez. Every week we celebrate noteworthy Michiganders. I'm Mike Bobbitt. Think of me as the salt in your better maid. And she's the bubbles in your burners. It's Elena Gonzalez. I noticed that you like, you kind of like jolted when I said Gonzalez. It's interesting. Like I've, I, I married into this name, so it's not, I haven't had it for 40 years, but I've never heard like the, the gone uh as as the start so it it just caught me off guard it's not wrong but it's uh it's very uh you can tell i'm from the suburbs <laughs> <laughs> elena gonzalez <laughs> oh that's probably uh, offensive and the show gets canceled with the first <laughs> i did have uh i i was out this weekend at a show and uh and i had a man ask me uh miss gonzalez how do you how do you spell your name and I said with two Z's and he said something to me in Spanish and then gave me a high five. And he said, that's right. And there was a woman standing next to him who said, wouldn't that be Gonzalez's? <laughs> and I said, no, two Z's like G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. And he said something else in Spanish. And he said, there's no S's. S is Puerto Rican. Okay. Also learned something new right. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So the things you can learn in Traverse City, Michigan. <laughs> yes, the 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 Hispanic capital of of the Midwest. Sure. Apparently. So you had a good comedy weekend this yeah. past weekend. That is so awesome. I'm glad that there are so many clubs starting to pop back open. It it really is. It's starting to get a little bit back to normal, but it it is still there are still tinges of oh there's a lot of people. Uh, but it's it it's fun to see people laugh and uh, and to get back out and and have a little fun. Did you do any wine drinking when you were in Traverse City? I uh, have been accused of not being a good Michigander. Uh, <gasps> and this is one of those things. I, uh, I, Elena. I do not drink wine. <sighs> I know. I also don't eat ranch. Ugh. But um, don't put those two things together. Like <laughs> <laughs> they were things that that came up this weekend. That uh, we went to. Uh, I'll give a, a shout out to Brady's Bar in Traverse City. Uh, Jerry Lynn uh, is fantastic. Ask for her if you go. Um, but she was telling us how their ranch is world famous, and they have merch about their ranch, and just how delicious their ranch is. And I had to look at her and say that I don't eat ranch. And she accused me from, uh, she accused me of not being a good Michigander. Ugh. Yeah. I didn't know we were famous for our ranch. I learned something new. I, Brady's is, apparently. So speaking of new things, you got some stories here, eh? Yeah. Uh, we got word that Grow Detroit's Young Talent is accepting applications. So they are a citywide summer jobs program. They train and employ young adults between 14 and 24. 
Uh, applications are now open and will be until May 20th. So if you have a young person in your life, or if you are a young person listening to this, you must be a permanent resident of the city of Detroit and be eligible to work in the U.S. There are a ton of different jobs available, including community cleanup, event planning, uh, even junior police or fire cadets. Ooh. Yeah, last year, over 8,000 local youth received employment. And this program really works by matching the young person to the employer based on interest, skill level, accessibility. So really to give that kind of good start, um, they will receive at least 12 hours of work readiness prior to placement, and they will receive either a per hourly wage or a training uh, stipend. All of that information is available at gdyt.org. What was your first job? I worked at Meyer, which is Meyer, singular, not Meyers, plural. Uh, I worked at Meyer. I was uh, bagging groceries and collecting carts. Mm -hmm. And I was, believe, 15, turning 16. And I had the strongest quads I've ever had in my (laughs) entire life. Uh, pushing pushing carts in in the snow. It's is, a workout. Is definitely a workout. What about you? What was your first gig? I delivered the Detroit News, mm. and I inherited the route from a girl down the street from me, Jenny Cameron. And you know, this was I was fourteen or fifteen, okay. so '80s, mm-hmm. and uh, jean jacket with patches all over it uh-huh. and long hair and i didn't hit puberty until my 20s <laughs> so jenny thought it would be hilarious to tell everyone on the route because it was a lot of old people in troy right, right. uh that i was a girl oh. and i don't think a good chunk of them ever realized that i was a boy because i look like meatloaf and oh. a nascar hooked up. <laughs> just a little pudgy long-haired thing with the uh, logos all over them now was it the type of thing where you were just walking by chucking it onto the lawn or was it a good morning mrs kravitz here's your paper type of situation it was a chuck it on the lawn okay i had some people that i was afraid of my uh friends uh nick and raffi who i'm still friends with oh, uh, nice. raffi to this day nick's no longer with us but uh their dad was German and I was terrified of him. So I don't think he ever had to pay for Detroit news. <laughs> I think I was just like, nah, the BFLs can just keep it. Yeah. Well, well I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, was it an every day or was it just a Sunday? It was every day. Man. The Detroit Grand Prix is also looking for volunteers. So, so we're going to put you to work, uh, whether you're, you're young or old. Uh, this year's Detroit Grand Prix is set to be the last one on Belle Isle. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I did no. not know that. I didn't know that either. Oh, they're looking for hundreds of volunteers to help with the event. There are a total of 1,000 spots. They've already got about 500 registered, so there's still plenty of space. Um, but you'll become a part of the Grand Prix Association. And you'll have the opportunity to help in many key areas of, of the event, whether it's Ushers, ticket scanners, working information booth, uh, shuttle services, and more. You'll have the option of working one, two, or three days during race weekend. Uh, The only thing is that you just pay a $20 membership fee to join the association, but 
I mean, the perks that you're getting for that 20 bucks definitely uh, far outweigh that. You can sign up at DetroitGP.com, and then you get a chance to say you were part of the last one on Belle Isle. Wow. I wonder where they're going to where they're going to move it. I don't know. That area down there is just so nice. Yes. Now. Like I really like what's happened to Detroit. I do too. It, it seems very safe and there's a lot of cool stuff to see. And yeah, I like that we have a downtown. Yeah, it was, uh, I've born and raised here in Michigan. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, 2019, I think that I, went to the Belle Isle Aquarium Ooh. and, you know, like went to the conservatory there. And I was like, this is so great. I mean, I was in the, yeah. I grew up like Ipsy Ann Arbor. And, and so it was just far enough away to not hang out there. But I was blown away at, at how cool all of these things were. Have you ever been to the Grand Prix? No, I haven't. I'm not a big racing fan, even though the, only movie that my son wants to watch over and over and over and over again is Cars. <gasps> so I'm finding myself turning into a racing fan. Kachiga, Kachiga. I absolutely love Cars. Is he is he watching all three or just the first one? We watch all three, but unfortunately we watch a lot of the Mater shorts. Okay. Which involve us every five minutes putting on a new video. Gotcha. So I would love to sit him down for an hour and a half. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, you have a guest. Yes, we are talking today. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so excited. Uh, we had a great chat with Aaron Sorrels. Um, he's. I'm excited about this. He's taking comedy to like the next level. Literally. Yeah. The next dim- dimension, maybe. Uh, yeah. Potentially. Maybe. Uh, we're going into the metaverse with with Aaron Sorrels. So. I can't wait to listen to this. Hi, Aaron. Elena, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks so much for uh, for sitting down to chat with me. Uh, it is my pleasure. It's it's so good to see your face, uh, even if it's <laughs> two dimensional through yeah, Zoom. <laughs> exactly. The wonders of modern technology. I'm glad that we that we found some time on your on your very very busy schedule uh, to have <laughs> a little chat today. Now. I'm ahead of most of our listeners. Uh, I've had a little sneak peek. Uh, I know a little bit about you already. <laughs> I'm going to start at the beginning and start with my rambles. Uh, but let's start. How did you uh, first start in with comedy in general? Well, uh, in a very unplanned uh, fashion. <laughs> I, uh, as, as you know, I'm, I'm known as the unemployed alcoholic. And uh, um, I earned that title legitimately uh, because about five years ago, I left a very good job uh, to address alcoholism in my life and uh, threw myself into a great church, a great recovery program, uh, started rebuilding relationships in my life and and my health and well-being and thought that might take a couple of weeks and then I get back to work. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's not how it worked out. Um, a couple of weeks of unemployment turned to a couple of months and ultimately over a year of unemployment. And uh, um, at that time, uh, my wife and I were walking around downtown Grand Rapids where we live and we were just laughing together. It was uh, it, it, it could have and should have been a very dark time, mm-hmm. but there was something really powerful that was happening with just joy and laughter. And I thought, you know, 
maybe this is what I need to do is try to help other people laugh and laugh fest, which I know you're familiar with, uh, was coming up and I looked on their website and it was the last day to apply for their first timer showcase uh, oh. uh, and, and get your shot at doing stand up comedy. So fortunately I didn't have time to think about it. I just said, I'll do it. Uh-huh. I signed up. I got the spot. It was a dream spot Friday night in wow. Dr. Grin's first time performing comedy to a packed out house. Uh, it, it was, it was great. But then of course, uh, I signed up a couple months ahead of doing it. So then I had to nerd out and quick learn how to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> how much time did, did you have for your first? Uh, five minutes, five? which is, okay. yeah, which, which is an eternity, uh, but mm-hmm. yet not long enough. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and fortunately that, uh, that experience was great. And, and in the process of doing that, uh, the, the joke that landed the best mm-hmm. was about me being an unemployed alcoholic, uh, living in beer city, USA, which uh-huh. is what Grand Rapids is known as that really started this snowball rolling that has turned into a mission, turned into a career, turned into a passion and uh, turned into a hobby. You know, mm-hmm. all, all of it rolled into one. That's what they say. You know, you can't you can't always always write that story. Sometimes that that story finds you. And uh, and that's how that's how you know that it's right <laughs> when you know when it finds you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a very good point, uh, because I wouldn't have. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to go to my wife and say, hey, I'm going to leave my job and go become a stand up comedian. Right. <laughs> P.S. I'm going to be my tagline is I'll be the unemployed alcoholic. <laughs> like, like that's that's not a pitch I could have made. Uh-huh. Uh, um, but it's uh, it, it it has just kind of played out. And and like like you were kind of talking about, I've kind of had to get out of the way of letting it happen. And and also when we go through hard times. When I went through that period where really everything stopped mm-hmm. and the the core of my being, the core of my identity was just uh, taken down to the, the bare bones roots, you know, mm-hmm. and that was a painful process. But it was through that, through that pause, through that uh, period of stillness that I was able to rediscover who I really am supposed to be. A lot of us have experienced that over the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, COVID has hit the brakes on everything for a period of time. And we all got to experience that painful, but yet very valuable time of rediscovering who we are. As someone who has found this um, thrust into performance um, and, and connection with laughter, how did that affect you uh, kind of shutting everything down for a second? So, so you make this, this move in your life, you're going to focus on your health. You're going to, you're going to get clean. You're going to go through it. And, and you realize that your outlet is stand up and that's going to be what connects you to it and laughter. And then all of a sudden the, the lights go out on that. What, what does that do to you? Yeah, that's, uh, um, it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I had the practice from a couple of years prior there, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, to, to have this whacked out vision of, you know what, I'm going to become a professional comedian mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to build a business around it. Um, that's a, that's a pipe dream. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not something that you, you just get to do, but through some, some very, very fortunate things that came together, 
I actually was able to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I partnered with a great guy named Brian Atkinson and we mm-hmm. started clean comedy time. Oh. And this is a business. I, we have a podcast too. It's the clean comedy time podcast. It's a, uh, um, it, it's a good one. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> highly ranked in the u.s and we've been uh uh uh, we've hit charts in other countries and stuff uh, as well yeah yeah it's it's uh it's been really cool so we've got the podcast and then we also uh produce live shows and uh and and we were able to get things rolling and get things booked and 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 we turned the the corner from uh from expensive to a little profitable and that's the hardest nice. corner to turn, you it know, is. we were, uh, we were doing it and then COVID hit and it shut everything down. Yeah. So, um, this was, uh, that was hard to deal with, but with every upset comes new opportunities. Mm-hmm. And one of those things, uh, you know, I have decided that I was going to throw myself into the metaverse mm. and start building out the biggest comedy club in the metaverse and I've done it. <laughs> wow. Now we yeah. were, Oh, now talk about how, how technology is, is changing our day to day. This is fascinating. So, so this, this is so wild. <laughs> okay. This is so wild in, in late 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I came across somebody who was involved in the beta testing for horizon worlds, which, um, you know, Horizon is the division of Meta, which used to be known as Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the division of Meta that deals with virtual reality. Okay. Horizon, it's their platform, uh, which which consists of Horizon venues, which are all big shows. Horizon Worlds, which is where people build out destinations. Okay. And then Horizon uh, Workrooms, which is which is their office type solution. Okay. It's this three dimensional total immersion experience to where when you go in there, you are in there. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're talking to somebody, it's not flat. Like you're looking at a zoom screen. Mm -hmm. It's not just audible as if you're on the phone. It is like you were sitting across the table talking to somebody and the avatars, they're so good Mm -hmm. at facial expressions at body language, at things like that, that your brain, the supercomputer powerhouse of a brain that we all have, just decodes that. And the emotion, the feeling, the experience is exactly the same as if you are in uh, real life contact with somebody. It's it's wild. So I ended up kind of angling a little bit and Mm -hmm. I got into the beta of Horizon Worlds. And I was in there for about uh, about two months before everything went public. Okay. And which was an awesome and fortunate experience that, that I wouldn't have been able to do had not some of these bad things happened, you know, right. but, uh, but I got in there and, and now the soapstone comedy club, which is the comedy club that, that I've built in there. It's one of the most popular destinations in the metaverse. And it's definitely the most popular comedy club. Wow. Uh, we, we have approximately 10,000 people a week that come through the club. I'm sorry. Did you say 10,000? <laughs> I, I did. Oh I said my goodness. Approximately 10,000 people a week that come through the comedy club. And we have a thing called the everyday open mic. And, you know, we all love that, that open mic experience mm-hmm. as comedians, but this is for anybody and everybody to experience that. 
and they can come into the club. We've got a sign-up system where people can hit a button, sign up for three minutes of stage time, and then boom, they they can take the stage. It's, oh it's my awesome. goodness! It, it it's and and here's oh, here's the magic though. In the process of doing this, there has been this community of people who are engaged and passionate and 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 compassionate, you know, and, and it's, it's just amazing to see this group of people. We, we started a, a team soapstone Facebook group um, that uh, don't try to join that unless you are in the metaverse. Cause we'll uh, we'll, we, we reject about as many applications to it as we, as we accept Fair in order enough. to be accepted. You've, you've yeah. got to have an avatar. You got to be involved. But uh, but in in about four weeks of that being oh, about six weeks of that being open, we're, we're past a thousand members in there now. Wow. And these are all people that have said, hey, I am engaged and I want to help uh, propel this forward. So we've got a team of about a thousand people now <laughs> that are wow. uh, involved in this in this thing that's going on. It's 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 wild. It's it's unlike anything I've ever been involved with. Uh, a dear friend of mine recently played at your club. Uh, let me just say, she crushed it to the point where I know that she has a big future in the metaverse. Like this, her name is going to be one of the names that is synonymous with figuring this platform out and doing big things. And and I'm already excited to see how stories are going to uh, interrelate there. But our our friend in common, Kara Karachi. Yes. Oh, she came in and just took the stage, like literally put a headset on and then walked on stage and, <laughs> and the room fell in love with her. It was so good. It was so good. So sorry. I had That's, to, no, I, no, no. You know, Any oh. chance to, to swoon over Kara. I am, uh, I am all about it. She's my hero. <laughs> uh, and she she really is absolutely great. And we were talking about it leading up to the to the show because we were talking about how she was going to make her avatar look. And, <laughs> and I told her, you know, throw in a leather jacket, get some piercings, like really just kind of, yeah. you know, all the things that I used to do to my sim when I was uh, yeah. in middle school. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but she, she, she went the opposite. Yes. Route. She, somebody, <laughs> when she was on stage, somebody actually yelled out from the crowd, you look like a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Kara. Yeah. Uh, so she shared out some uh, some clips, and uh, I have a I have a five year old son who is mm-hmm. obsessed with video games, and mm-hmm. he knows more about VR than I do. But mm-hmm. so he was very excited to see Miss Kara wearing the headset, and, oh, cool. and uh, and he saw the avatar, and his first question was, "Where's her legs?" And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. So I'm yes. asking you, where yeah. were her legs? So, so the easiest way to lose weight is to get into <laughs> VR because everybody in VR is just a floating avatar. So technically, we weigh nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so, so the uh, so Horizon Worlds or the whole Horizon platform. One of the things that separates them from the other stuff is they have put incredible processing power into the facial stuff. Okay. Because when, when we when we see somebody, we are looking at eyes, we are looking at eyebrows, uh, the furrows of, of foreheads and mm-hmm. mouth position and, and stuff like that for our uh, communication cues. That's what we're looking at. So they've put all of their processing power into that. 
So okay. consequently, uh, the waist down does not exist. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, like literally uh, just the torso, and it sounds weird, uh-huh. uh, and 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 it is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, like as far as your brain processing uh, communication and interaction, like the the legs. Uh, would be wasted uh, computing power. So they would rather have twice as many half people mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> than half as many full people, uh, if that makes sense. That does make sense. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> Again, uh, weight loss uh, of the day. <laughs> yes. Join the metaverse. Perfect. Join the metaverse. <laughs> How do you go there? Uh, uh, that's an excellent question. You, <laughs> you, you close your eyes, you say soapstone three times quickly and spin around three times and you're there. <laughs> <gasps> no, uh, and you, the, were there, and you were there. <laughs> oh man. See, you got, you got to get there for sure. <laughs> we need to get you on stage there for sure. But so, uh, so in, in all reality, mm-hmm. the way that you get there is you buy an Oculus two headset. Um, and like I bought mine from Costco. Uh, I don't know if Costco sponsors your podcast or anything, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I bought mine from Costco. It was, I think it was $400 and, uh, it came with a carrying case and, and all that. Uh, but you, you buy that and then you download the horizon worlds app onto that headset and then you can't help, but find us. Uh, we're, we're, we're one of the one of the very top destinations in, in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but if you search soapstone or comedy or the, <laughs> you'll uh-huh. find us. Uh-huh. You know, it's, uh, it's pretty wild. So I know that it's all like the, the future is, is now uh, to, to use yeah. that cliche, but logistically, how does that work uh, as an audience member to learn about this? Like, how are you communicating in advance of the show? And it's, it's my Neanderthal brain that is taking, (laughs) okay, this is what I understand of a comedy club. And you, Uh you advertise in advance of the show and the performers come and people buy a ticket and you sit down and it's a thing. I know enough to know that in this world, maybe it doesn't work that way, but I'm just trying to trying to wrap my brain around how that works. So, uh, so yeah, take everything that you know and understand, and then just throw that right out the window, <laughs> because <laughs> the the laws of physics and the laws of comedy shows don't apply in the metaverse. It's a new frontier, you know, mm-hmm. not to nerd out too much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's so so the dynamics of it are different. And and again, there's there's two different things that we're doing. One is the everyday open mic. And the thing is, we've got technology that's in the room, like the open mic sign up system, like some force fields around the stage that if the wrong person tries to get on, they'll be teleported away. Yes, oh. that's a real live sentence I just said. Wow. <laughs> like, like we've got things that are set up so that the room can run itself. Okay. Um, it doesn't run as well by itself as it does if there's live human beings in there helping it. We have a tech team that can come in there and, and uh, manually assist. But okay. but for the everyday open mic, uh, it, it, it can just happen. You know, it can just happen. People can just go there and enjoy the space. Now, the shows are a little bit harder. It's funny. We have the opposite problem of 
uh, of a traditional comedy show. You know, a traditional comedy show, you're looking for butts in the chairs Mm -hmm. and trying to get people in to fill up the room. Here, we can fit 25 people in a room. That's it. And we have thousands of people that want to come. So so we have this problem where uh, where we we disappoint many, many people every week because they want to come to our headline shows. They jump through all the hoops. They do all the things to try to get there. But then we can't accommodate them, you know. So so and but the way that we do that, first off, um, it's only for the people that are in Team Soapstone. You know, we're we're only going to bring in people that are dedicated to making this thing a, a thing. Um, and then basically we, we post the event and say, Hey, if you want to come, uh, comment in with your in-game username. And okay. then when we bring we open up the private instance of the room, we bring the performers, the videographers, the tech staff in, and then we, um, start inviting as many people as we can from that list. Gotcha. So I also though, on my YouTube channel, which is the unemployed alcoholic, uh, branding, uh-huh. yep. <laughs> you know, um, I post videos from each of those shows. Okay. So, um, so the people that don't get in or the people that don't know anything about the metaverse for that matter, mm-hmm. they can watch the full show. And we always have a musical guest. You might nice. recognize this, uh, this format, you know, yeah. you know we, uh-huh. we, we have a host that kind of starts things off. We have a uh-huh. musical guest and then we have a number of comedians. And sometimes those are like nationally touring comedians, but uh, what has been great is there have been people that show up for the everyday open mic and they've got, they got the chops. So oh, when I see that, uh-huh. those are my favorite people to cast on the show. Uh, cause, cause that's what I wanted this to be. You know, yeah. actually I've got a to-do list, you know, that is, is literally sitting on my virtual reality desk on a yellow pad of paper mm-hmm. and it's only three items and it's one, uh, empower leaders. Like what I'm doing through this soapstone, I thought I was building a comedy club, but what I'm really doing is building up people. And so my number one thing is I'm trying to empower leaders around me. And then the second thing is encourage others towards the spotlight. You and I both know it's a neat experience to be able to step into the spotlight for a moment and, and share who you are with a room full of people. Mm -hmm. So, so deep at my core, what I'm doing with this is encouraging other people towards the spotlight. And then finally, the other thing is uh, the, the final thing that I'm trying to do is share what I'm learning because I am drinking from the fire hose here, learning about people, learning about the metaverse, learning about leadership, all of this stuff. It's just, it's just, happening. So uh, I, I have another podcast here. Uh, this is this is now my second podcast plug. <laughs> uh, and it's called Well Metaverse. And me and a, a, a very, very talented com- uh, communicator, comedian, and leader uh, by the name of Jason Earls. Uh, he and I come together each week and we have a conversation that starts about the metaverse, but it always ends up like really deep. And, and it's one of my favorite things I've ever been involved with. And I've been involved with some cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So mentioning about the, the 25 capacity, I'm assuming that that is a a capacity within the parameters of, of the metaverse. That's not, that's not your choice. I'm I'm assuming, but (laughs) you know, if that is, a future plan? Do you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, I mean, ultimately, like right now, the, the room is capped at 25. 
But where this is going, the audience size is quite literally unlimited. Mm -hmm. There will be more technological advancements that come out that take some of these caps that are happening, some of these big hindrances that are happening, Mm -hmm. and those will go away. So right now, we're kind of getting our our feet squarely under our shoulders, figuring this out. So that when those incremental changes and improvements come along, we can we can be positioned to uh, to take advantage of. It. It's like we have one of the first websites ever, yeah. You know, or the first podcasts. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's it's very very early, and and it's small at this point. I mean, like right, they just uh, released some information that currently in Horizon Worlds, there's only about three hundred thousand active users, which that sounds like a big number, but it's not a big number when you consider the fact that that Meta's goal is to bring 1 billion, with a B, mm-hmm. new users into the metaverse by the end of this decade. That's only eight years away. Yeah. And at 300,000, we've got 10,000 people a week coming through the club. Mm-hmm. So you can see the growth potential on being able to connect with and and reach people and bring content to people and and do all this stuff. This is uh, this is really exciting. Uh, yeah. to be here. You know, it, the growth and the growth is. potential is great, but I mean, really all that takes a backseat to the dynamics of the interpersonal relationships that are developing. It's, it's wild. Yeah. And to be able to connect on that level, I mean, talking about scope. Yes. Like you said, 300,000 is is a large number. It's not when you compare it to the billion that they want to get to by the end of the decade. And that's not that large when you look at the 7 billion in the world. So, (laughs) you know, it's it it is a a matter of of perspective. And and I think back to Facebook in in general, you know, it's kind of the same thing where it was a very small audience. And then the first step you had to have a a university uh, email address. And so it was restricted only, only in university. And then once they opened it up, then it was still, you know, kind of cool. I spent many years in on the ad agency side and for, I don't know how long, but there was a chunk of time where every presentation for every brand and and every entity it was comparing the audience of facebook to a country to the world to the population yeah. and and it was like okay we get it there's a lot of people on facebook <laughs> but now it is so ubiquitous with day-to-day life that half the time you don't even think about it like yeah. you you say facebook in such a way that nobody's asking you what it is nobody right it's just it's integrated on that level and you are at the beginning of where that's going to go for the metaverse <laughs> yeah wow that's that is that is definitely fascinating yeah uh, it's uh, every once in a while i pinch myself and i'm like is this, <laughs> is this really happening it, and it is uh-huh it's, it's wild. It literally goes back to uh, deciding that you weren't going to drink anymore. It does. And if you take that, if you take that piece out of the equation, actually, if you take the year of me having every door that I knocked on closed in my face, mm-hmm. like I, I looked at executive level opportunities mm-hmm. to uh, entry level opportunities and everything in between, nobody would call me back. Yeah. It was crushing to me. Mm hmm. If you take that time of pain out of my story, then it would not be where it is now. You know, I'm grateful. 
yeah for that time i think that's a that's a really big key takeaway is it is so hard to have that kind of clarity in the moment. Borderline impossible because there is no promise. There is no guarantee of anything ever getting better. But most great stories that you hear have that origin, have that, you know, I had this struggle. I I overcame this. I, I did that. And and I, I do think taking that step back with the pandemic and having everybody experience it, like you said, we're going to see, in, in my opinion, over the next over the next few years, we're going to see a lot of new, a lot of sunlight, a lot of people coming into their own ideas and expansions. And I'm really excited to see what happens. And I'm excited to see it happen in the metaverse too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a great outlook. Uh, Thanks for sharing that. Cause I hadn't really thought about it exactly in those terms, but this next period of time is going to be exciting. This next period of time to see what blossoms out of the hardship over the last couple of years with everybody. Yeah. Like this is, this is going to be cool. Yeah, it, it really, really is. All right. So so strap it in, everybody. Let's <laughs> let's get ready. Uh, so in in the meantime, uh, while all of our listeners are uh, are running over to Costco to buy their <laughs> Oculuses, is, for those who may not have one yet, uh, mm-hmm. how can they find you and all of the the wonderful things that you're doing in we'll call it the what do you what do you call it? So we've got the metaverse is virtual reality. What's is it just reality reality? Is that <laughs> or IRL in real oh, life yes, is what yes. the kids are calling it nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So so yeah. how can we find out what what Aaron is doing IRL? <laughs> <laughs> so the the best way to find out about me or about the unemployed alcoholic about the things that are going on there uh, is through my website, which is indeed theunemployedalcoholic.com. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's the best place to find me. And then also uh, again my YouTube channel. Uh, as okay. I'm I, like th- what's happening in the metaverse is this is a content creation machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, there's incredible content coming out of that. Um, and, and all of that I'm, I'm plugging and chugging right into my YouTube channel, which, uh, happens to be the unemployed alcoholic. So, <gasps> Never would have yeah. guessed it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, if you stay, if you find something that works, just stick with it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so very much for giving us that peek inside the metaverse and, uh, for sitting down and talking with us today. My pleasure. I can't wait until uh, we get to share a stage sometime soon. Yes. Uh, whether that be in the metaverse or IRL or <laughs> both. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you so much, Aaron. That was a great interview. That was awesome. I cannot wait to uh, to see what I look like without legs and uh, and to do a set in the metaverse. That sounds so fun. I have never wanted to invest in virtual reality more than I do right now. I know. It sounds so awesome. So fun. We're going to close this episode out with a musical guest. This is pretty cool. It's uh, Kate Wilson, who does the theme song for the show. It's her and Levi Galloway. And this is their song called Lactose Love. You can check them out on SoundCloud at Levi-Troy-Galloway. So here it is. Kate Wilson, Levi Galloway, Lactose Love. (laughs) 
Never go.